Welcome to the Eye of Us podcast, where three content creators come to discuss the various topics of life. Welcome, gentlemen, and the opening question for tonight's conversation is, if you could be any kitchen utensil, what would you be? Uh, I'd probably say I'd be a spoon, because it's my favorite utensil, and I know it doesn't have a lot of purposes, but I just like the shape of it. Probably just be a knife because that's the coolest one, obviously. So, not true. See, I like the multi-task, so I'll be the good old-fashioned spork. Okay, okay. Why is that? It's it's just multi-purpose, and it it doesn't get as much credit as it should. And it's also one of the most innovative ideas in utensil history. True, true. It does have a lot of purposes because you can use it to like cut stuff up but also scoop it up after yeah and i mean it's kind of interesting because we all we've all heard of the spork honestly the first time i ever used a spork was taco bell and it appears to be the only fast food chain that uses the spork yeah i I noticed that too i don't know why but i think it's just because like their uh bowls or whatever that they have is not usually what it comes with yeah i think it comes with that well most of the time you just pick it up but yeah i think it comes with that and it could be because obviously you have to scoop and it's easier to have something that's multi-use because with this actually that makes sense like with a salad or something like that um you try to like stab like the cherry tomato yeah fork so you scoop it up instead or something like that yeah and then also you can obviously use it to cut it's almost like a pizza cutter you just kind of roll it over <laughs> yeah yeah Rolling over the wine here. <laughs> so, uh, what's your guys' thought about what Elon Musk is doing? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, he has tons. Of, it's amazing how he does all these different things. He obviously has the Boring Company. He has SpaceX. He has Tesla, and. Mm. He's just like dipping, not even dipping, he's just diving right into all these different, completely different things, and, but he has one simple goal, and it's just innovation. And, like, gaining us further in life. Yeah, and I mean, I heard, I've seen stuff about, like, the new Teslas, and it looks, it's really interesting, some of the ideas they're coming up with. Yeah. And, I mean, SpaceX, they are trying to really... They're, they partnered with like NASA and stuff like that on all these projects and also they're now trying to go to Mars and stuff like that and you have Starlink it's just amazing what they're doing and honestly just a couple years ago we barely heard of any of these things and it was just more recently where these things are starting to be heard and now they're like conversation starters yeah no I saw um last night it said that the deployment of the Starlink satellites is confirmed well, not all of them. There's, there's going to be like thirty six thousand of them or something like that. It says it says um sixty Starlink satellites. All right, yeah. So that's a good amount, but no, nah, that's pretty cool. Like how he's just trying out different things. Yeah, and I know we were chatting about this yesterday, but I was just like, imagine if there's so many of them that like you just see a grid across the sky. And like each one is like a text bubble, and you can just see all these text bubbles shooting across the sky, and you're just like, yeah. this "Person's gossiping about me." That'd be <laughs> cool. Nah, I'm kind of interested in what he's gonna 
like do over the next decade probably yeah and where our technology is gonna advance yeah mm. we'll see that it appears that starlink essentially from what i understand is that there's gonna be three different altitudes of these satellites and so like one will be a smaller radius but a stronger connection the top one's the largest radius but may not have the strongest connection yeah and part of that system is so that if one line kind of like parts of one line go down it can go to that next one and start shooting ones the ones that are functioning just keep maintaining a connection somewhere yeah mm-hmm. uh no nah, i i kind of want to get a tesla if i can afford it at some oh, point yeah but that's my is i really want an electric car not only because of obviously helping produce the carbon footprints like that mm-hmm. but honestly just because those cars actually just look really cool yeah, yeah. no it's i like the screen inside yeah mm-hmm. also one thing i'd like to know is i like how elon musk is that guy how like he's doing this serious innovation and he has so much fun with naming stuff yeah you know, like the different tesla models it spells out sexy and um i'm trying to remember i'm going to try to look it up quickly um just the different names of like stuff in uh spacex yeah there's a um just read the instructions is one mm-hmm. and there's just all these random names which are the most random things but it's the purpose of them is serious but i think he understands that part of it is advertising yeah, yeah. with having that like these odd names and stuff like that it really draws people to the brand because we love it like I think I saw the other day. Every five seconds, there's either a SpongeBob meme or SpongeBob is mentioned on social media. Really? Yeah, every five seconds. What? I can't even imagine that. <laughs> That'd be way too much SpongeBob for me out in one time. Yeah, I feel bad people stuck in like the echo chamber of SpongeBob and just <laughs> all their Instagram feeds just like most random spongebob did you did you see the thing about the um yeah that japanese billionaire how he's gonna like pay people to go to the he's he's paying eight members uh to go with him on the spacex moon flight is it jack mom no it's uh yusaku meizawa I don't know. Also, the one the one ship that I was looking for mm. from SpaceX was called. Of course, I still love you. That's the one. <laughs> like <laughs> we have touched mm. down on. Of course, I still love you. No, it's kind of interesting how mm. they're like, like using different names and stuff. Yeah. But... That's why I like. He does like what he wants. Does whatever. whatever. Like it's not like that, but he. I don't know how to explain it. Like, he, he puts his own twist on things. Yeah, he has his own sense of creativity that no <laughs> one would ever think of before. Like, whenever... You you remember all the hate he got from when the Cybertruck came out for how it looked? Oh, yeah. But the actual car is mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. Isn't it, like... Yeah. Um, 
meant to be like isn't that what they wanted to use for like military like to replace military cars um, i thought i saw something somewhere about that i don't know completely it's supposed to be commercial so maybe they'll have like special editions possibly in the future yeah. with some government contract but at this time it's supposed to be just like a really durable and very strong yeah no it's it's really cool yeah, people at first, they're yeah. like, I hate this. This is the stupid. Cars are not supposed to be just like straight edges and stuff like that. But then we're like, okay, I can get behind this. This is kind of cool. Yeah. I love, I still look back at that video when he was um, introducing it and he broke the window. Yeah. These are like <laughs> bulletproof windows oh, or whatever. Yeah. It was the ball and it just goes right through the window. <laughs> And everyone was wondering if that was like just a complete <clears throat> advertising stunt to make it go viral, or if it was a serious screw up, which it probably was, but still, you can't help but think just a little bit that it was an advertising stunt. Yeah. No, I think he, I think, yeah. no, I definitely think it was a stunt, or it was just, there's just some defects that they had to change. I feel like this episode is going to end up being called like the Elon Musk fan club or something like that. One thing. <laughs> I really, I don't, have you guys heard about Neuralink and looked into it at all? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've, I've only seen, it. like, a couple, of, like, news headlines about it. Yeah, so I watched, like, their main launch, and they did, mm. like, a test on, I think it was three pigs or something like that. And the, the, the test, you just called it the three little pigs. And essentially what it is, is this little implant that they plan to have a fully automatic robot that can do it. And it's implanted, and it transmits signals and stuff like that. And apparently it'll be able to help like anxiety and depression and all these mental health issues and stuff like that and mental illnesses and yeah I, I don't remember the extent of what it can do but it's going to be able to do some great work and help a lot of people no and personally i probably yeah. wouldn't get it just because it's like a isn't it like a brain implant yeah yeah it's just not that I don't like trust them, but I just don't really want to do anything to mess up my brain. But no, for people that actually have like issues, I think yeah. it's like a great invention. Also, the ones that I was looking for, the main ones that mm. it, like it says straight up when you look it up is Alzheimer's dementia and spinal cord injuries, which is pretty cool. And also, I understand your fears of it being that way, but if you think about it, this is like the first step. And like humans truly becoming like a cyborg. Like obviously we've had prosthetic arms and stuff like that. But right now it's solving illnesses. But mm. in the future, imagine being able to play music straight to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. Not and then lie. like you could hook up a visual thing too, probably since it's going through the brain, your brain is obviously connected to your eyes as an interpret stuff. Yeah. Being able to send signals and stuff like that. Mm. And you can actually visualize like a screen. That would be really weird, but also really cool at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. And honestly, we're still decades out from that, but it's still something. You just gotta be like, we were reading this as like science fiction, but now it could possibly be coming real. Yeah. Same with his um, yeah, the Hyperloop thing. Oh yeah, the kind of I I don't even. Know it's like a it's like a train. I'm pretty sure it's like a train, but it sends people uh and like pods at speeds of hundreds of miles per hour yeah the hover train it just like shoots across the thing it's with like magnets and stuff like that yeah it's people across just revolutionary travel methods yeah
then of course you had the tunnels that um i think that was a boring company thing they just and the elevators and yeah stuff like that to lift up your cars to bring you to like a highway or something yeah no one good thing in my opinion if like everybody eventually gets like teslas and or cyber trucks gas prices don't have to worry about it <laughs> so it doesn't matter what the prices get to i mean that's the thing though is i i would love to see an all electric car world but i feel like there may be some points at least for now obviously yeah get now there's some points where a electric car can't go now that only a gas powered car can yeah like, range is still something mm. that it's not the best in electric cars but they're working on it no yeah that's why it, it's not many people have it because it's still in the early stages of it yeah but here actually let me look up the new tesla model because i want to talk to you guys about that so this there's a new one there's a new one coming out um yeah from the inside so let me try to blow this image up so i can actually see it well so it has like a it's i don't even know how to describe the steering wheel even so the steering wheel so imagine the steering wheel the top half completely cut off not even like bars. Oh, like, oh, I know what you're saying. So it's like yeah, two on the bottom. Two curved edges, kind of. Yeah, or it's like, like it's a U on it. Oh, okay. So it's a normal U, and you hold on to that, and you are able to turn it. Yeah. Um, and then it has a wireless charger. Mm. Um, I think there's a screen in the back, and the only problem with the original rendering of the screen was it looked like the screen was down. You know how in most cars, you're sitting in the back in like a five seat car, you have that. Yeah. Right in between the driver and passenger seat. Apparently, it's on like that. So I just mm. can't imagine you're kind of like hunched over looking at it. But I mean, it's still in its early phases, and they might figure something out with that to make it easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would imagine it being on like the back yeah. of the seats. No. I just couldn't imagine yeah. it on the like cup holder. No, that'd be cool. Yeah. I really like, so obviously people are like, you had the industrial revolution, innovation galore with machines like that. But you've probably heard this many times throughout your life. We are in another industrial revolution where all these cool things are coming out. We There is so much innovation going on in the world right now. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No... I just like how I want more people like Elon Musk in this world. Yeah. And honestly, it probably mm. started obviously with like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, so Applesoft and Microsoft. When those came out and stuff like that, like commercializing computers. Yeah. That changed the game mm-hmm. because then innovation, I think that's like one of the key points, is that's when it sparked. Like obviously you had IMB, I think it is, or whatever that company. Yeah. IBM, I think that's what it is. And they they had computers before, but now they commercialized it, and it brought this whole new world. And then you had the internet come along, boom! You just changed the world again, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if we just keep, like, like it's gonna take. Obviously, it's gonna take a little bit, but I think within the next decade or two, we'll definitely have a lot more, like. And technology i think there are more elon musks along the way like maybe not as charismatic as he is 
but I don't know if you're seeing, but like kids, like these are high school kids. They are like coming up with innovations during this pandemic to help save lives. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw one about a kid <laughs> who programmed a thing where like if you you just click a button and it on your computer and it automatically calls number one kind of. Yeah, there's so much stuff that's going on. Like, they're finding new ways to produce masks some medical equipment. And something I just saw today, this was pretty interesting. I don't think how, I can't think of how practical it truly is, but it was this Dutch scientist. I saw this on Twitter today, so you know it's true. But it was going through the news, obviously, about this guy. So what he did was he had a bunch Mm -hmm. of people come in and they stood in this airproof chamber and just had them start screaming and singing. And at first, you're just like, okay, so they're recording a new song. But apparently, what they're doing is, so there's a bunch of filters in there, and they'll scan all the filters for COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's how there be a new way of testing oh. it, because obviously, when you are singing and screaming, air and particles come out. Yeah. So they're wondering if that could work. That'd be cool. I mean, just imagine. Uh, all right, guys, we got to go to school. All right, uh, get in the chamber. Ah! <laughs> all right, so we've talked a lot about physical innovation, especially regarding Elon Musk, because he's pretty cool. But now I want to kind of switch over to digital innovation. And I believe um, you had something to say. One of you guys had something to say about that that you've been kind of looking into. Yeah, so I uh, had a research project that i had to do for one of my classes and it was about how facebook did better than myspace and i found it interesting how facebook came from nothing like not from nothing but it started off very small and myspace kind of was always popular and facebook just went a step further and decided hey maybe we can grow more if we stay up to date with everything that's going on in the world and i really think that that's just why facebook did better than myspace but it kind of yeah it kind of switched from like older technology and now it's like newer and it was advancing over the years but all right i mean yeah that's definitely it's interesting to think about because i'm trying to remember i'm thinking back to mark zuckerberg i believe he was at harvard and essentially, he came up with this idea of a platform for like fraternities at the school to hang out and share stuff. And I yeah. believe where Facebook originally came from. Now, MySpace, I don't know too much about that, obviously, because it's kind of forgotten. And yeah. But I believe it was kind of like a blogish kind of thing, which I mean, Facebook's kind of like. And... I, I would actually have to really look into MySpace because I don't know too much about it. Here, wait, hold on. I can pull it up. I had, like, um, information about it. Oh, um, uh, here. All right. So, yeah, and I mean, obviously, because times change, stuff like that. But, okay, so MySpace, yeah, it was more of kind of a blog thing. This one looked like a person was sharing stuff about their music taste and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, this is pretty interesting yeah you can put whatever you like different there's it looks like a myspace music and stuff like that yeah interesting all right um here let me pull it up real quick um i mean the first thing that i'm seeing which could probably be a big thing is that there is 
the user interface. Just the amount of buttons on a page and stuff like that is just outrageous. Because, yeah. like, here, I'm at... So, you have, like, a top hot bar, and it has, like, my account, sign out, home, mail, profile, friend, music, video, games, more. And then you get to the actual profile. Here's eight different ways to contact this person. Here's how you play some music. This is some information. And it, it, it's, it's just not right. Yeah. And obviously, we are used to this more compact social media platforms, how everything's in a drop-down, like on Instagram. You go in, you see like six buttons. Well, they've been upping it up for some reason. Like you have the post, and they change that even. Now, if you, it's not called the post button anymore. I think it's called the share button. You click on that, and it has, mm-hmm. um, you can put something on your story. You can put something on um, reels. You can put a post. You can put a video. You can do this and that. And then you have your profile, you have discover, you have home, and then your feed. Yeah. Like your like feed and profile feed. No, I like how like Instagram and stuff, they added like you can buy stuff on Instagram now. That's kinda cool. Yeah, the Instagram shopping yeah. thing. I haven't been able to look too much into that, but I th- I think it's inter- an interesting concept because like uh Facebook it's not like typical Facebook. It's Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. And this on Instagram, you can literally share a post. This is from what I understand. You can share a post and tag like the items in there that you're selling. And that's how you kind of sell stuff. Yeah. But I also like one thing. I'll give MySpace this. The customization options you had on MySpace, I think that's better than any other platform probably right now like the key platform yeah because you could change color schemes you can have like cool photos everywhere you could set up your feed however you wanted it yeah and truly reflect your personality nowadays it's like here's my profile picture and if you're on like twitter or something here's my banner and then here's my post hope you enjoy <laughs> I've never, like, even looked no, at MySpace. It just... um, Yeah, it says... So, I guess um, MySpace was just known as, like, a buggy application, and they didn't really have a lot of interesting features to kind of bring people in. Um, mm-hmm. They had to have an investigation on them because it wasn't kid-friendly, and... At, in 2009 they resigned a lot of their employees because it just was losing interest like there was less and less users yeah they were top from 2005 to 2008 yeah and then it went down from there but then they also sold it to time inc oh so for me it said in 2005 new scribe bought myspace um let's see who owns myspace it shows T.I. Gotham and Time. Okay, maybe they changed their name. My, okay, so... What is Time Inc.? I kind of want to know who they are now. An American Worldwide Mass mm-hmm. Media Corporation. Nice. No, I... One yeah. of the things I found funny about this when I was researching it... So, MySpace was, like, so desperate, and they kept trying to, like, redesign it. They had Justin Timberlake pitch ideas to them. Which didn't end up working at all. Like, 
that's how down bad they were. Oh, oh. Time yeah. in. Okay, so they have like Time Warner. That makes sense. Wait. Uh, is it like Time, like Time Magazine? No, uh, it's a different. Uh, okay. <laughs> different time. <laughs> These are different times, dude. Time Magazine, though. Wow, I haven't seen that in a while. I know. Because I think just all these new like fashion magazines are just kind of taking over that's one thing though is so that's one thing it's like the physical media platforms like magazines and stuff like that they're interesting how they're going because newspapers i don't know if you heard but there's like a huge problem with them like they're kind of going down obviously and i think a big factor of that is social media platforms like twitter because that's where most news platforms go now they're like all right well we'll run something on here and if you want more interfa- uh, information, you can go to our website. But I'll just give you the headline for now on this platform. Yeah. I personally, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but whenever the newspaper comes, I still kind of read it. Um, just, it's, it's, it feels weird now because we're so used to the digital yeah. platforms. Seeing these physical Because we get, fields, like, news every day instead of every... Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. And I feel bad though because the news industry and newspapers is truly a beautiful industry, but now that's kind of being taken away. It's just away. so much more simpler. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's simple, it's classic. And that's one thing is like, it's part of that historical thing. We got to kind of keep that history going. Yeah. Because it's that's kind of like one of the little things that's still like alive i guess like because a lot of things are like shutting down because more because like technology keeps advancing but like newspaper has been around for ever yeah because i mean like the light bulb obviously that's in everyday life we would never get rid of yeah. that essentially but like paper, yeah like you had in the 1700s alexander hamilton started the new york post and that's still around today wait that was alexander hamilton mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the New York Post. He did the New York Post, and he also created the Coast Guard. Oh. But Thomas Jefferson, he invented the swivel chair. <laughs> that That's so <laughs> pretty cool. I find that really interesting. So, speaking of media, I really find it interesting how kids are like today are using their resources to build a platform on certain things, like if it's making music, if it's creating videos, just by doing things in their everyday lives like gaming they have fun gaming why don't i stream and people will maybe enjoy watching me play games and i that's like two in one kind of so kind of just taking charge on the platforms yeah, they're able exactly. to create and they're... or like and right, like yeah. i like how kids can watch bigger influencers and get inspiration by them that that's a interesting topic i mean when you think about it so like obviously tiktok that soared over the past year you have that uh person charlie and so (laughs) so uh i don't even know how many she has uh let me check real quick pretty sure well she had a hundred mil okay so it doesn't Mm. you so around a hundred million okay (laughs) You have a hundred million people. That's one, like, a little less than one third the population of America. Yeah. 
And yeah. So you have that many people around the world watching your videos. They're watching your content because they find something in it. Um, but now you can take that, and if you like, obviously Dunkin' Donuts, like she has that sponsorship yeah. with them. Um, she posts something about there. Obviously, people are gonna be like, "Whoa, she likes it." I'm gonna go get some Dunkin' yeah. Donuts right now. You know, glazed donuts are my thing. And <laughs> so it's weird to think about how these people—they're average people. They start off average, and then they build this platform. They become like superstars, and they inspire others to kind of repeat the process. So each person becomes their own influencer. Yeah. And that's what's weird is so you are your own greatest influencer. But so you look up to these people, they teach you, they inspire you, you go forward, and so then if one person jumps on an idea, like let's say something's going on in the world, one person reports that issue, then everybody that- starts following yeah. along with it, and that's why. It- no, oh sorry, no, but I, I that's why I like how some influencers talk about like their response, not being responsible necessarily, but they're making a good impact on the kids that are watching them by showing yeah. how they should take action in world problems see and that's the thing though and it doesn't even have to be necessarily like world problems it's typical issues too like um positive mental health giving your like following your yeah. passion and your creativity using and, like, your talents not giving up and stuff. because like you see all these people on social media like they do like acting and stuff like that they do all these cool voice acting things and you're just like wow that's actually really creative and then you think about, well, what am I good at? And then you produce content about that, and it kind of just carries on. And you on. eventually find what you're really good at, and then you put it into a bigger audience and getting feedback and seeing if you're really into this and just experimenting with different things. And that's why I like how like YouTube and like SoundCloud because you don't have to necessarily put your things or like commit to it you can just test it out and see how you're feeling with it and stuff which i think is great Mm -hmm. for people that are unsure what kind of content they want to make or if they really want to do this Mm -hmm. yeah it's really these platforms are allowing i'm trying to figure out the best words to put this they are allowing for the democratization of content creation influence if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, some of us are YouTubers, some of us are music creators. You take, like, that's what I like, especially, like, the music industry. Because music is an expression of emotion. Yeah. So when you write lyrics, you're not just writing any words. You're writing your emotions into a message that you want to share. And that's that's the best way of therapy in my opinion yeah and that's what i like about music is if you have an emotion there's most likely a song about it love happiness sad anger rage forgiveness yeah there's these different possibilities no it's just it's really cool how um people can just do what they love and share it with other people and that's it's just amazing yeah Mm -hmm. but that's the thing though is you have to make sure it's maintained in the same way because i i use this thing i call it platforms for good because if you're promoting a bad message obviously you're making a bad influence on the world and stuff like that so you got 
yourself to make sure you're putting out something that not only you're proud of, but is something that you would want others to yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Also, no, um, another topic I was talking about, I keep seeing it everywhere. Matt, I don't know if you saw it, um, that rapper that got that diamond in his forehead. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, mm-hmm. I just, I don't get why celebrities just buy these ridiculous things like that are just unnecessary yeah i mean there's some things that are straight up outrageous but on the other hand like some obviously are kind of sponsorships almost. Yeah. so like their products shared and then they get deals and they get their own that's an that's another like, great thing about um like content creating is you can get sponsorships and you can help other people grow that aren't even in the content. They just are, you're just spreading the word for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like sponsorships, like, so let's say, um, there's some companies and they'll be like, Hey, so, all right. So you have a relatively big audience you're getting out to a lot of people. Uh, you're a gamer. Here's something that we feel a lot of gamers would relate to and would possibly want. G fuel. We, yeah. It's <laughs> so like, so we'll give you a deal um, for your audience to view this if you promote our product so that people buy it. So while they may be getting a discount and that part of it goes maybe to the channel or something, you're still getting that massive audience to come yeah. in and buying that product and they make a profit. And if you not, <laughs> I don't want to say act interested, but if they see that you're interested in it, then they'll want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some creators, they have like, they are like the most, they, not only are they a talented creator, but they really know how to market. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of times where I've really been fascinated with certain things that people on the internet, like people that get sponsors. And I, yeah. kind of like commercials also, like if I see a McDonald's commercial, I'm like, dang, now I'm really craving McDonald's. Mm. See, that was actually something we were just looking into, and this could be a good way, kind of like a closing segment almost. Um, so this is something I was just looking into the other day, and it was for a class. Um, and it was whether or not the fast food industry should have regulation on their advertising for their products. Yeah. So what are you guys' takes on the possible regulation on those advertisements? I think it's good because it's like keeping it under control kind of but um i mean i'm not i don't know connor do you have a take on it um not really i think there should be some regulation on it at some point but i don't know it depends on like how much regulation there is i guess yeah yeah I mean, from what I, the article that I had to read, and that was one thing, so like we had to answer questions about it, and I didn't feel comfortable answering questions based on that one piece of evidence, because I like to be able to do that independent research. But so essentially the whole thing was like, they're spending billions of dollars and they were saying that they're targeting youth. Yeah. Which I understand, fast food's not the healthiest stuff, (laughs) obviously. Mm -hmm. But also at the same point, if I see one article and it just says, Oh, they're targeting youth. Give me proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. How are they? Yeah. And they're like, it's 
social media, but still everyone uses social media now, though youth do dominate. That's why a lot of advertisements are on like social media, well, like Snapchat and stuff, like there's ads all across it and stuff. But no, there's some bad influences that I think shouldn't just like I like the um truth ads, how it's like telling you to not vape or anything. Yeah, this is one I keep seeing on YouTube all the time. It's like, if you vape, you can inhale and toxic metals like nickel and lead and tear. Prove how scary this yeah. is. We built a metal monster. <laughs> but nothing is as scary as effects. Vaping can deliver toxic metals like nickel and lead that can damage your lungs. Mm-hmm. Love I that. know. I see. That's like the one ad I see all the time. See, but... and that's what the, <laughs> is it. <laughs> You don't want to have to envision that monster every time you go and do that, so you avoid yeah. it. And I think that was a really good way of them portraying it. To... And though it's not a song, it was catchy. Yeah, because now but it's he... implemented into our heads. They definitely created a... Uh, I, I don't know what it's called, like a, a traffic source. A, or a big or traffic like source so that we would constantly see it, so that it, it would get stuck in our heads, and every time we go to do something, maybe we'll think of that and it'll rethink our decisions you know i mean like you and me we literally could say that word for word what that ad was yeah. that's memorable and that's how you're gonna get stuff done is make sure they remember it's like marketing 101 make sure they remember why it's yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah no i just there's there's still some positivity in the world i i still yeah. have hope but that's an ad I want to see. I want to see hope ads. I want to see what marketing teams can come up for hope. There's a lot of um, like I don't know if you guys saw it. we watched those ads in English um about like the Chick Fil A ones. Uh, I don't. I don't think I got to see. Oh, those. you didn't. Oh, so it was. It was just kind of like spend time with your fa- not like spend time with your family kind of on. I kind of forgot what it was to be honest but mm-hmm. all this girl wanted to do was um like so they tried to um compare it to like this light and this light wouldn't turn on because her parents were always busy with stuff but then they came back and when they all started doing things together that light sparked back on and like everybody started Aww. getting happy and it was all and it was just kind of a positive so- message Mm-hmm. So while it may seem those kind of like while the flame may seem extinguished, there'll always be that ember that can be reached. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Love fire. <laughs> that sounded bad. No. I like my using fire for good. <laughs> the warmth of fire. The warmth of fire. Emotional. And I that's cool how like emotions can be like used in realistic terms i guess so kind of like metaphorically speaking yeah Yeah, i i mean i think that would technically go into philosophy because um it's trying to put words to the basic functions of life and so uh society um in bill and ted's face the music i don't know if you guys seen it but you had uh socrates he's up there and he's playing with sand he's like um, life is like sand or something like that and showing it falling and then just blowing on it. It was really cool. Yeah. Nah, philosophy really interests me. 
Yeah. Like, it's... I think... Yeah, just to think about life and then try to put it into words that are easily comprehensible and relatable. And people can understand. Because sometimes you... Like, other people just can't understand your emotions because you don't know how to explain it. But Yeah, why does this happen? Why are people sad? And they're just unexplainable feelings, but when you can put it into words, it's, like, incredible. Yeah, it's like a digital example in today's society. It'd be like, why are people sad? Well, think of it like a phone and its battery. The battery will get wind down and maybe it won't function as well. Yeah. And it go down a bit. But then you recharge it, it gets repumped, and it's going hard and it's working again. Yeah, exactly. I would definitely consider it like a type of art, I guess. Yeah, I think, is it technically an art? I think Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. There, there's a lot of questioning around it, but um, I'd consider it an art because it's just because of how powerful it is, kind of how art is, like any type of art, oh, not just paintings. Well, this is a good answer to that question. Can philosophy be considered art? Philosophy isn't considered an art. Philosophy is art, and art is philosophy. It is the art of analytical and critical thinking the art of the logical and illogical the art of reasoning but always an art yeah answer by quora.com that is deep that is deep yeah i don't like having to think about my definition (laughs) you just do but do you guys also just like sometimes get like a burst of motivation to want to do something that you don't usually do yeah all the mm-hmm. like some sometimes some days i'll want to write a book some days i'll want to just uh paint or draw mm-hmm. <laughs> i could show you that after yeah i have a lot of times when i feel like i want to write a book i <laughs> dude i really wanted to finish that book that i wrote back in fifth grade Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but dude i wasn't even writing about the right thing i was i was writing that a scorpion was a a snake it's a spider what? yeah the whole time I... what the scorpion's a snake is a spider yeah i thought it was a snake wait oh wow. yeah and i was just saying <laughs> that i was going around biting everyone which like i guess but no i was just calling it a snake the whole time and i had like venom and then everybody turned into but and then everyone turned into like huge snake monsters and it, it just kind of messed the whole book up but that is weird. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know why I thought that's what it was, but I mean, what about you? Have you had any good books that you've um, like written a little bit of? Um, I mean, the top book, let me see if it's still here. The longest of writing I have is is it 35? It's either 35 or it's Oh no, it's 37 pages. And that 37 pages is just analyzing the Constitution and the historical content, uh, context and then the historical significance of it. So it's kind of like the before, during, and after of oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. 30 minutes to read. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit of it? No. Little, no? <laughs> no? Is it embarrassing? No. No, it's, it's, it's really interesting because I'm trying to figure out... Because I'm trying to find a balance between two higher intellectual words and then having also make sure like the average like reader could read it yeah obviously like i want 
an adult to be able to read it like the average adult but also the intellectually exceeding Exa and yeah and get i want it for everyone to be able to read it but at the same time want it to sound smart yeah i no. i want to see like a wicked smart person read something that they might find so stupid but we find so smart if that makes sense yeah because i mean sometimes you'll come up with like innovative ideas and you'll write them down and someone be like oh that's stupid that wouldn't work but then another person who doesn't have like maybe some of the same experience that that person does or maybe has experience they'll be like you know that could be an idea because you think about it and add on to it yeah well this has indeed been an interesting inaugural episode i should know uh what are the key takeaways that you guys are going to take away from this conversation of various topics um for me oh you can go connor i was about to say uh elon musk is very cool and uh assume pretty cool things <sighs> um i'm gonna elaborate on that more i think i'm gonna try to start maybe um influencing people more trying to be different and maybe other people will follow me in a positive way all right and i i think for me what i'm gonna do is so i'm gonna take this innovative ideas and apply it to the influencing because i'm not so much intending to influence people but i want to make sure that what i do would set a good example for someone want seeing me as an influencer. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. This has been the Eye of Us podcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in and have a good day, good week, good night, whatever time it is. Have a good one.